from the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studio. It's the Bill King Show. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. Go get it, dog. I'm a man. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. I is sitting on a firecracker. And suits so fine, they made Sinatra look like a hobo. It's a fantastic day for the United States of America. It's the Bill King Show. Call or text now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Call us or send us a text on the WNSR text line. 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. Call or text. Same number. Red 7. I don't know what Red 7 means. Brought to you by Omni Nashville Hotel. Fifth Avenue, downtown. Hot Rock. That's what we call a sack lunch. I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. Breakdown with us. We were just kind of having a chuckle, Brian. The Riley Leonard story hits. It's been rumored, but but hits on Wednesday, and immediately the planet Earth says it's Notre Dame. There was not one dissenter. I don't know if I've ever seen that before. No, and it happened quick. It's like there's this mad dash to see who could get out there first. And, uh, yeah, it, it, uh, it, I don't know that I have seen anything like that before. Even with this coach just taking an SEC job, there's just this assumption that he's definitely going to Notre Dame. And you, you subscribe to that, correct? I do. I, I don't know that I would say it's 100% the done deal that a lot of other people do, but I, I do think it's, it's, um, it's certainly, certainly trending that way. There, there's, other school, there's a few other school, SEC schools in contention. Uh, that we've heard about, but I do believe Notre Dame is in a very good position to to finish this one out. You're a quarterback analyst. How does his game fit? Do you like this idea? So I've been torn on this for a while, Bill. I'm at the point where I love Kenny Minchie, and you've got C.J. Carr coming in, and I'm just like, at some point, you've got to start developing your own quarterback. And so my philosophy was, Develop your own quarterback unless you can go get a dude. And I believe Riley Leonard is a dude when he's healthy. And obviously Notre Dame is the reason he wasn't healthy this year. Uh, but you know, he, he fits what I believe Jared Parker's offense wants to get to. You gotta, people got to remember, Jared Parker didn't recruit Sam Hartman. Not that he didn't like Sam Hartman, wouldn't have recruited Sam Hartman. I don't know if he would have. But Tommy Reese landed Sam Hartman. Jared Parker's only quarterback that he's gone after and landed so far is Deuce Knight. And that's a totally different type of quarterback than what Sam Hartman is. And now when you look at the quarterback that Notre Dame is targeting, number one, and then sort of a backup option that they've reached out to and done, done a little bit of research on is Will Howard. Well, both of those guys are dual-threat quarterbacks to some degree. And so I think that's the trend that he wants to get to is, yes, you need to be a passer. You need to have a guy that can drop back and sling it all over the yard. And Riley Leonard can do that. He can throw off platform. He can make plays with his arm. He can get the ball down the field. But he's also a playmaker with his legs. And I think he, I, I, I believe he wants to go in that direction ultimately. C.J. Carr can do that. Kenny Minchie can do that a little bit. And clearly Deuce Knight has the ability to do that. Are they, by firing 
Chauncey Stuckey saying that's our problem. That's the reason why this offense didn't click. Not at all. There, there, were, there were a lot of off-the-field reasons for this as well. It just comes down to this. A football coach at Notre Dame needs to be a strong developer of what happens on the field, but also off the field. And I just think there were some issues connecting uh, and developing young players off the field as much as there was on the field. I, I, I mean, look, Notre Dame is about to set a school record in yards, I mean, uh, points per game and total points, and they're about to be have the second-best season they've ever had in yards per play. I don't think they believe the offense was the disaster that everybody else does. Uh, but it definitely has to get better. There's no question about it. The receivers are not getting the blame. This, ha- this, this, is, this is a lot of other things that kind of went into this decision. All those young receivers who played this year, and I think played well collectively, all happy, right? No, no threat to leave? I mean, it's 2023, baby. Everybody's a threat to leave in the offseason. So I, as far as I know, most of them, I mean, they all plan on staying, but I don't know that anything right now is, is a guarantee. Well, and I should have said not named Tobias Merriweather, but he's not a true freshman. Right. So. right. Zeke Correll, starting center veteran in the portal. Was this not happy with the O-line coach? Is this them telling him Ashton Craig played well and it's his job? What is it? I think it's, it was more about it's time to kind of turn the page. I mean, the only reason Zeke Correll can even consider coming back for a sixth year is because of COVID. And, you know, when Zeke went – and, and I'm, I'll just tell you, everyone that I talked to at Notre Dame, they absolutely love Zeke Correll. He is a great kid, great leader. Uh, but it was just kind of time. You know, it was kind of time. Ashton Craig was coming along. Even going back to last year, some of the rumblings I heard from sources about how Coach Heastan felt about Ashton Craig. They love Ashton Craig. And then he took the Joe Rudolph very, uh, very clearly as well. They actually were training him at guard and center. Like they really were looking for a way to get him on the field. And the unfortunate thing for Zeke is that he had a legitimate concussion injury that allowed Ashton to make two starts, and then Ashton did really well in those two starts. And so I think it, that kind of led them to say, hey, look, it, you know, we now know what this kid can do. It's time to, to kind of head into the future with the, the center position. What's the O-line look like next year? We know the left tackle's gone, but outside of that, what's it going to look like? We now have four interior players that started multiple games this year. Obviously, Pat Coogan and Rocco Spindler both started 10-plus games. Uh, Rocco missed the last two games. And then Billy Stroud got a chance to get two stars. He played really well also. So I think you're going to have those four kids kind of battle it out for three spots. I believe Ashton Craig kind of has that center spot as of, as of now locked in. And then those other three will battle for the two guard spots. The expectation is that Blake Fisher is going to come back, although there have been some rumblings. He's going to look at the NFL. I, I think that would be a mistake on his part. I, I think – I don't know what his draft status is. I don't look at this from a draft standpoint. I would be a little surprised if he was considered a day one or day two draft pick with the way that he played. The tools are immense, but he hasn't played like a guy that, that is going to be a day one or day two draft pick. If he can kind of come back, become a more consistent player, take his game to the next level, I think he can shoot up that high. There's no doubt about it. But if he comes back, now it's about Tosh Baker and one of the younger players, the Charles Jagasaw. Emil Wagner, one of those guys, kind of balance that other tackle job. Now, what I don't know, Bill, is will they slide Blake back to left tackle where he started his career before Joe Walt took over, or do they leave him at right and then let the battle be at left? My my guess would be that they would tell Blake, you can, you're going to go play left tackle and then let Tosh and Emil Wagner and Charles Jagasaw and the younger players battle it out for the right tackle position. That would That would be my prediction if Blake does choose to come back. 
And their absolute beast at running back, you got to assume, is gone. But they've got plenty of depth and a kid coming in, so they're fine at running back. Yeah, they got two kids coming in. They have Keedron Young, who just had a monster season in Texas, and then Aeneas Williams, who I think has had at least 40 total touchdowns in each of his sophomore, junior, senior seasons in Missouri. Now, obviously, Jeremiah Love and Jadarian Price are two guys they absolutely love as potential stars down the road. I could see them being a more dynamic one-two punch like we saw from Audric and Logan Diggs in 2022. You know, just kind of, hey, we've got two studs, and Jabron Payne kind of staying his little his, his third down role. So, uh, I mean, it's not where you're looking forward to Audric leaving because he's a he's a stud. I mean, he's going to, you yeah. know, if he plays in the bowl game, he's going to be a 13-plus 100-yard guy to set the all-time scoring record. It's not, it's not that, but it's like when he leaves and he did a great job, you're like, hey, we're going to be fine. But they're going to be different. And that's the thing is, like, you know, Audric was a big – you know, inside zone duo, you know, guy that could had great feet but was a was a big power guy. These two kids are home run hitters. And then when you add them with the dynamic of what you're going to have at quarterback, if Riley Leonard does, in fact, come to Notre Dame, it's going to be a different-looking run game next year. But it's going to be an explosive-looking run game next year. Brian Driscoll, Irish Breakdown. We've got about maybe three minutes defensively. Number 99, who's had an outstanding year is he gone? Well, from every we're, we're told that he's back and forth. We have a couple sources that are that are somewhat connected to that one. I don't believe Riley's made his decision yet. I believe he's still working on getting NFL feedback. But I won't be surprised if both of their interior guys come back. To be completely honest with you, Riley Mills and Howard Cross, because Howard Cross has a six-year option as well because of COVID. So I won't be at all surprised if both of those guys come back just based on what we're hearing. But there's still some time to be play, there's still some time before they have to decide. I mean. Uh, a monster bowl game where one of them has two, three sacks, maybe could be the thing that, that says, hey, I'm, I'm ready to come out. I'm going to strike while the iron's hot. But uh, our intel is, is, as of right now, it's trending towards both of those guys coming back, which would be huge for the defense next season. And, Brian, Notre Dame doesn't play young linebackers, so they're going to be new there somewhat. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be a big question, Bill, is how many of those line because they all have 60-year options because of COVID, Kaiser, Bertrand, and, and Maris, Mike. One of the big questions we have is how many will they ask back? Just one, two? Do they try to bring them all back? I, I think that remains to be seen, and I think that could be tied into whether or not Al Golden comes back. I know that Al Golden's being pursued by you know, some NFL teams and some college teams, and, and he had a phenomenal year. If, if he comes back, I could see a scenario where he, he tries to convince them to take some of those veterans back. If he leaves, I think it would just make for a normal transition to say, new defensive coordinator, let's get those really talented younger players ready to go because they are – extremely talented a lot of good young dbs ben morrison's a superstar we know cam hart's gone xavier watts what's his future uh another one that right now is still up in the air he's waiting to hear back from the nfl committee he did submit his name in to to be evaluated and and uh again he's another one that as of right now i think is leaning towards coming back but once he gets his nfl feedback obviously that could change but uh I, the unique thing about xavier bill is i'm normally a fifth-year athletes need to go, right? Yeah. Like You just don't see a lot of fifth-year athletes. But his situation is so unique because he's really only been a true safety for a year, right? you know, a year and a half at the most. So he's unlike a lot of fifth-year guys who are just you are what you are. Xavier has a lot of room for growth in his game from a technical and experience standpoint that could allow him to really take off. And I think that's something that's really factoring in for him is, yes, I need to get to my second contract faster, but – I need to make sure that I'm as prepared as I can be to actually thrive once I get to the NFL, and that's been the back and forth for him. 
Brian, they've recruited really good in that secondary, though, recently. Oh, my gosh. I mean, you're going to lose yeah. Cam Hart, who was a stud, and feel like you're okay because, of, yeah. you know, you obviously have Jake and Jade Mickey, but when you watch Christian Gray this year, I swear to you, Bill, I, there were times up in the press box I looked at the guy and I said, was that, was, that, was that Benjamin Morrison or Christian Gray? I can't tell because they're so similarly built. Right. They move so similarly. They, it, it just If it wasn't for Benjamin Morrison and Cam Hart, I wouldn't have been shocked if Christian Gray came in and had a similar season that Benjamin Morrison had last year. Mike Mickens has done a phenomenal job rebuilding that room and just making it one of the most talented corner groups in the country. Maybe a minute. We know it's not so easy to just go and get transfers and litter your roster. You can't do that at Notre Dame. Grad transfers a little bit easier. How aggressive will they be? How many will they take generally in what positions? I know that's tough. I think about five is, is kind of like what they did last year. I, I think they'll look again, it, depending on what happens with guys jumping in the portal, not a receiver. That's one. Quarterback's obviously one. Uh, safety's going to be one where I could see them looking for depth there. And then potentially, uh, you know, guy up front. I think those are the positions on the defensive line, on the edge. I think those are the positions they'll focus on. Anytime, Brian, you can get an interior defensive lineman, you take I don't care what you're doing. Yes. And the one they just got this past year turned out to be pretty darn good. Pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Thanks, man. Thanks, Bill. Brian Driscoll's good. Got another good one coming. J.C. Sherbert, TheBigSpur.com. Omni Nashville Hotel. Good morning. A couple of cars involved in this crash on Ellington Parkway southbound right at Spring Street, slowing down that traffic flow coming down from the top of Ellington Parkway down to the bottom. 840 eastbound at I-24. That's a wreck out there in Rutherford County, but it is over to the side. It's still busy right now on I-40 eastbound as you come past Charlotte Pike coming in from Bellevue. All that traffic behind it coming in from Dixon County. Prince's Hot Chicken is catering this holiday season. Check them out online for more information at princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Oh, oh, uh, open that one. It's for me. Holiday instant games from the Tennessee Lottery. Best gift ever. Wait, these tickets are already scratched. Yeah, it was me. I was just so excited. But look, we won. Tis the season for epic cash prizes. This year, give the most winning gift of all. Holiday instant games from the Tennessee Lottery. Oh, what game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Bob's Steak and Chop House, located in the Omni Nashville Hotel, is a nationally renowned steakhouse specializing in the finest corn-fed Midwestern prime beef. The menu formula is simple. Incredible meat, gigantic shrimp, fabulous salads, and decadent desserts. Start your experience at Bob's with the fried calamari or fresh scallops seared in Texas burnt honey. All the beef at Bob's Steak and Chop House are USDA prime cuts from the traditional fillet 
filet of tenderloin and ribeye to the adventurous Kansas City bone-in strip. They even have two different surf and turf options. And if you're looking for the other white meat, Bob's Steak and Chop House serves a dry-aged pork tomahawk with homemade applesauce. Fresh seafood is on the menu from salmon to scampi and even fresh lobster tail. For reservations, give them a call or log on to the Omni Nashville Hotel website. Bob's Steak and Chop House at the Omni Nashville Hotel. Attention high school sports fans, are you an armchair official? You know, the parent or fan who constantly yells at the referees and loves to let everyone know just how bad you think they are. Well, if you think you could do better, then get in the game and prove it. It's time for you to suit up and make the calls where they actually count. Every sport in Tennessee needs more officials. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. This is the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. Former Titans coach Jeff Fisher. Who's grumpy this morning? <laughs> coach, so, I'm not grumpy. John, I mean, hey, John. Yeah. Pull your head out of your butt. Get yourself in a better mood. <laughs> I'll do my best, coach. Thanks for the pep talk. Okay. You just you just made a promo for him. <laughs> Greg Pogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. college football talk on the planet presented by the Omni Nashville Hotel The Bill King Show J.C. Sherber, TheBigSpur.com also his collective Carolina Rise with us on Thursdays J.C. I'm going to ask a question or pose it perhaps unlike any question I've ever posed Tell me what's the newsiest item right now regarding South Carolina's football team uh, well, it probably is that uh, wide receiver Juice Wells, who sat out this year, is um, uh, thinking of hitting the portal, probably going to hit the portal. Uh, after he kind of said he was coming back, I mean, you know, this has happened a couple of times. Yeah. Um, if you want something positive, I think it's Lenora Sellers, the quarterback, that's going to take over next year. I, you know, I'm sure you've seen the tweets and stuff about KJ Jefferson and things like that. But yeah. you know, they're they're pretty fired up about Sellers. And uh, quite frankly, Bill, I think he's better. Uh, you know, than than KJ. Nothing against KJ; he's a good quarterback. But uh, I think that is the type of guy that can really kind of help the offense move along. They got a lot of good young offensive linemen, so that's going to get better. And, you know, he, he's just that type of guy, type of quarterback that can elevate. So. I think that would be the most positive thing right now, but certainly uh, there's a lot of negativity with the Juice news. And Juice Wells is, if he's healthy and raring to go, an immediate impact guy, right, wherever. Uh, yeah, he's one of the best receivers in the SEC. Um, you know, he, he actually got – he really had one drive this year. <laughs> uh, it was the first one against Georgia. And you saw, like, the offense open up and went right down the field. He took a little screen pass, went 16 yards for a touchdown, then unfortunately hurt his foot again. Uh, never played again this year. So he uh, 
he's special. I mean, we saw that last at the end of last season, uh, how good he could be and uh, when he's healthy. And certainly anybody in the country uh, would want him. Did they get him also out of the DMV? He's originally from Richmond, Virginia. Okay. I, don't, I don't know if you'd call that the DMV yeah, or not. Yeah, um, right. He was at James Madison. He was kind of took a weird path. He was a uh, he didn't qualify, so he went to Fork Uni. He's one of the few kids that go to prep school these days, and then went to JMU and just blew up. And then the Gamecocks, gosh, that, that was kind of before NIL was so big in the portal. Gamecocks beat Texas and Florida, and North Carolina, and a bunch of good schools on him. So he, uh, you know, certainly uh, is a special player and. You know, they're trying to talk him into staying, so maybe portal's not open yet. But uh, I think it, I'd probably classify that as a long shot. Just business down in Hoover, Alabama. Ask J.C., does he think K.J. Jefferson may go to Auburn? I have heard that Auburn is a, is a factor uh, if, he does, if he does decide to leave. You know, frankly, I think that'd be a pretty good fit, you know, for him. I, I think – Probably be a better fit if Malzahn was still there. Um, but but right. Hugh Freeze's offense does take advantage of a dual threat quarterback quite well. Uh, I think I think he was pretty good at you know teaching the ins and outs of the passing game. Bill, you remember Bo Wallace? I mean, he made Bo Wallace into a guy that I never thought Bo could be right. uh, passing wise. So, um, right. I frankly, if, you, if, you, if you're asking me where the best fit for KJ Jefferson would be if he leaves Arkansas, I'd, I'd probably have Auburn right up there, and I know that there is some interest. You've been doing this a long time and dating myself. I've been doing it longer than you, somewhat longer than you. So I want to know if you've ever seen this before. The Riley Leonard story hits. It's been rumored for a while, but hits on Wednesday. And immediately the entire planet Earth says, oh, it's Notre Dame. There's not even one contrarian opinion. I, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? So, um, and I kind of think it's funny, Notre Dame, like for the second straight year, they they go to Tobacco Road and right. pick off a quarterback from the, the, the two little guys, you know? I mean, they're not going in there and taking North Carolina or NC State's quarterback to take it Dukes and Wake Forest, which, right. heck, Riley Leonard and Sam Hartman, both special players. Um, yeah, that's going to be interesting. Maybe, maybe. Marcus Freeman coach a little better next season and they can actually live up to their potential. Top water assassin over in South Carolina. Ask JC, he says Ken Ard thinks that the administration at South Carolina doesn't have nearly the commitment to football that Clemson does. Does JC agree? I don't want to question Ken Ard. I, I know who he is. I don't know him. Um, I think it's hard to hard to blame the administration on commitment. I think, you know, you talk about institutional alignment. That could be a lot better, I think, at South Carolina. And people also have to understand, you know, Clemson is a football school, and they don't hide that. You know, they're not necessarily sinking a bunch of money into other sports. They do okay. And they do invest, softball, baseball, men's basketball. But, you know, South Carolina has standards, believe it or not, kind of like at Ohio State. I mean, they don't, as bad as they've been on the, the court in men's basketball, man, they don't tolerate having losing seasons in that sport. They don't certainly don't tolerate it in baseball. 
And the day they start losing women's basketball, they're not going to tolerate that either. Um, so I think the administration, w- without sitting here and saying they're perfect and can do no wrong, because I'm certainly not saying that, there's certainly some mistakes that have been made, I think it's more of a question of institutional alignment from top to bottom and commitment from top to bottom than it is the administration is just not committed. Uh, and I think that um, I think if you're talking about NIL specifically, I think you're, you're about to see a, a, um, a lot of uh, a better commitment on their part. A lot of that has to do with the rules and trying to figure out, you know, because that changes every week uh, and all that. But uh, I, would, I would probably say institutional alignment is more of an issue than, than maybe the administration. Jim, I mean, I mean, you don't build a fifty million dollar ops building and 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 not have a a, a commitment to football bill. <laughs> you know, I mean, you just don't do. I mean, you know, so people have to understand that. Jim in Spartanburg wants to know about Chancey Stuckey, a Clemson guy. Now he'd been in the NFL, and I guess he'd been at Baylor most recently before going to Notre Dame. He's been unhired. He's recruited very well. They've got a nice young nucleus of receivers. He's free now. Have you heard anything about him coming back south or any type of? I, I have not, and uh, I haven't talked to anybody at Clemson lately. Um, you know, are they going to make staff changes? What's Dabo's timeline, all that good stuff? I certainly think he's an excellent recruiter. Um, was he coach receivers, Bill? Was he receivers yes. coach? Yes. Yeah, and you, you do have Jeff Scott there unemployed. Uh, in Clemson, and they got a coach, Tyler Grissom, that coaches there. So, yeah. you know, who knows? Who knows what would happen uh, if they do make a change at receivers coaches? I, I, I do have a lot of respect for Chancey Stuckey. Uh, you know, sometimes guys, good coaches get scapegoated. We saw that at Florida with Spencer and Corey Raymond getting dismissed. I mean, that's, that's weird. Those guys are really good. Um, but sometimes that happens. And, you know, certainly I think if there was an opening at Clemson that they would uh, – Definitely consider him. I mean, he's one of those uh, Tigers for life, and certainly Dabo knows who he is and all that good stuff. Tom in Myrtle Beach, ask JC, is South Carolina or who else might be interested in Grayson McCall? That's one I haven't heard much on, and it's kind of weird because he, you know, he was in the portal last year, Bill. I think last year. Yes, and uh, it was here at Auburn, NC State, all these other schools, and he kind of snuck in there this year. Didn't really have the season that he's had. Um, you know, South Carolina, and I mentioned that about KJ. Uh, they they probably will take a portal quarterback to, as kind of a, a an insurance policy, so to speak, in case of an injury uh, for depth. I don't know if that's something Grayson McCall will be interested in or not, uh, but, uh, you know, that would be a guy that, you know, if you could get him uh, and say, hey, look, you're going to come compete for the job, but we've got a guy we really like, and he came in, that could only help you with competition and all that. But I have not heard anything specific. Apparently last year, and there was, you mentioned the Auburn rumors, et cetera, there was talk about, some academic transfer that wasn't working or credits that yeah. were I'm not sure and, what and that, that was. That could be the case. You know, and I guess he's probably a graduate graduate transfer by now. So question from Craig in North Augusta, South Carolina wants to know your thoughts on and I'm just not familiar with this, a million dollar donation. Uh, yeah, I think it's it's positive. Uh, it, it went to the uh, other collective, 
the Garnet Trust. Um, and uh, you talk about the school being committed. You know, my understanding is that, you know, while you can't go out and solicit funds, you can point guys in the right direction, and they certainly did in this situation. And what it is is that he's given a million, but then, uh, you know, as they Garnet Trust ends up collecting more memberships and things like that, he's going to match it up to a million. So it could end up being about $3 million, which is a very significant wow. uh, NIL contribution and, and certainly nothing but a positive for South Carolina's efforts moving forward. So it could be triple what they're saying. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's a big, that's, you need more of those. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a little bit of a commitment there to me, doesn't it, to you? Yeah, certainly. I wish I had enough to uh, to make that kind of commitment out of my pocket. I certainly uh, certainly would uh, would uh, love to be able to do that, Bill. I'm sure you would as well. <laughs> yeah, L Dog and Peachtree City, GA. Bill, get JC's pick on Georgia Bama. Uh, I'll have to go with Georgia right now. Um, you know, I'll give you the caveat though. It would worry me if I were a dog fan if, if Milrow gets loose with his legs. Because yeah. sometimes when you play a, an aggressive defense like Georgia plays, that can be an equalizer, and, and that would scare me a little bit. But, you know, as long as they play assignment football and, and all that, I mean, I, you know, Bill, most of the time these games uh, between Georgia and Bama, they're, they're very even or edge to Bama. I think Georgia's clearly the better team this year. Um, Georgia's health would concern me too. I know they had some guys missed the Georgia Tech game, and that game is probably closer than people would like. But my feeling is they'll all be back this week. And, uh, you know, it's in Atlanta. Um, although Bama does sell all their tickets to these games, I've been to, I've been to two of them uh, in the Georgia Dome and in Mercedes Benz in 2017. It's usually 70% Georgia. So it's kind of a home game for them. Um, but, you know, Alabama surprised me all year. They've turned it around. Uh, what a pass they threw on fourth and thirty-one the other day. That's oh. that guy, I, I saw second and twenty-six live, uh, and I thought I'd never see a play like that again. And, th- and I didn't see this one live, but you know, watching it, that's that's got to live in infamy. I would not want to be an Auburn fan having to live through that. So we'll see. Bama's Bama's stepped up. Just when you think that they're not going to get it done, they tend to find a way. And this is uh, this has been one of Nick Saban's best coaching jobs, but. Man, Georgia's just awfully strong and awfully good and awfully skilled. and You know, we'll see what happens, but I would pick Georgia right now. The irony, not only the 10-year of the kick six, but in the game you were at, Tua took a horrible sack, a freshman, what are you yeah. doing sack. And it's now, you mentioned, second and 26, next play, game over. This game, it was an errant snap that cost him all those yards. Fourth down and 31. And they get it. I mean, that's crazy. And you know, you know that pass would have been complete in the NFL too, Bill. He got both his feet in. <laughs> Isaiah Bond, you know. So that was uh, that's just uh, has to be tough to swallow if you're Auburn. But uh, you know, credit Milrow for making making the play. I mean, he's he's a legend now. Have Johnny Crawford, long time, decades in the SEC as an official. And he joins us every Wednesday. I asked him about that play in particular. A little bit of a push-off. He said, you don't make that call there. Said he agrees with the yeah. no call. Yeah, not if it – I mean, if it's egregious, I think you right. have to. But, it, 
I didn't think it was something that I, I would have swallowed the whistle had I been Johnny Crawford or whoever as well. Sure. How aggressive is South Carolina currently and about to be getting players from the portal? They have to be, Bill. They've got yeah. they've got some positions like running back and now wide receiver. They have to get some guys. You know, people are going to mention the line just because it was so bad, but they've actually got a lot of good young players that will be better next year up there. They got bodies and numbers, and you know they'll have some veterans come back as well. Uh, I think uh, defensive line as well could use a, a, an infusion uh, up front and edge. Uh, I think linebacker safety, they're probably pretty good. Maybe a corner, but uh, that D-line on defense and then receiver and running back on offense, they're going to they're going to be in shopping mode for sure. One more question here on Twitter. Wants to know, could you throw a couple of teams as likely or potential destinations for Juice Wells if he does leave? I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, and, and sometimes you hear – teams to begin with and then that ends up not being the case but uh i'd throw texas and auburn out there right now as, as potential schools that uh just through the grapevine like i said texas was a team that offered him uh with sark when he hit the portal from jmu so uh, i could see that happening and obviously auburn is going to be you know trying to upgrade across the board so we'll see what happens with that but uh you know i think uh, those two i would look at right now see you next week sir Thanks, buddy. There he is, JC Show, TheBigSpur.com. Coming right back. Omni Nashville Hotel. Good morning. Still some volume over here trying to get in from Rutherford County on 24 going westbound. As you uh, make your way up through the uh, Antioch area, just about through the earlier wreck on Ellington Parkway southbound, right before you get down to Spring Street. Saw some flashing lights a few minutes ago on a minor accident, 65 southbound near 440. That's going to be there in the Berry Hill area. Hey, don't miss it this year. Enchanted Garden of Lights at Rock City in Chattanooga. Check them out online at crockcity.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. With 13 locations nationally, including Smyrna, Star Leasing Company is a semi-trailer one-stop shop and the perfect place to build a career as a semi-trailer mechanic. Seeking candidates with all levels of experience, Star Leasing Company has a semi-trailer technician trainee program with sign-on and quarterly bonuses and other opportunities such as $1,000 for having a yearly physical. Package also includes 401k with company match, health, dental, and vision insurance, competitive pay with weekly paychecks, and paid holidays and time off. Star Leasing Company, not your typical semi-trailer leasing company. It's StarLeasing.com to learn more. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 95% cheaper? 
and you can get it online? Just go to hymns.com slash joy. Through Hymns, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the name brands at up to 95% off. That's right, get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but for 95% less. It's the same medication, still prescribed by a licensed medical provider, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, hymns.com slash joy. That's hymns.com slash joy for your free online visit, himscom slash J-O-Y. And now, all good heat and air is reminding motorists to slow down on our roadways, keep an eye out for kids at play, and never text and drive. This message is brought to you by All Good Heat and Air, serving the community for five years. For all your HVAC home service plans, give the pros a call today at 931-575-7039. 931-575-7039. That's All Good Heat and Air, going the extra mile for safety. They're professionals who care. It's a Bill King Show. We are college football centric. That is the sun that warms our planet that we live on. Our planet actually isn't flat or round. It's an oblong spheroid. And we are here to proselytize about it, edify it every day on this here radio show. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. King is the mother 12th data point of college football. If any of these numbers have moved, Georgia is now minus six. More Georgia money there. Around five, five and a half. Florida State minus two and a half. That's pretty steady right there. Michigan up as much as 23 and a half. It's 22 and a half here. Army, Navy, the over-under is 28 and a half. Remember, that hit 16, how many years in a row until last year? And it went to overtime, so the over hit for the first time in almost two decades. Let me get a couple of others. UNLV getting two and a half against Boise State. Texas minus 15 and a half. Oh, oh, quick, quick note, and then I want to bring it back up. You realize they named the mullet. I like the mullet, but they named the mullet, the Big 12 Coach of the Year. Sark. Went 11-1. and one. Talking about a giant bleep you to Texas on the way out, that is 100% what that vote was, y'all. That was a giant bleep you out the door to Texas. <laughs> there is no way 
you come to the conclusion that the mullet, who went 9-3, and three, okay, good solid year, did a better job than Sark did. There is no way to make that conclusion other than, you know what, bleep you. Get on out. Bleep you. That's all that was, y'all. I don't know if you noticed that, but there's no other way to judge that other than the way I just did. Jim down in lovely Jupiter. Welcome in, sir. Are you there, Jim? Hello, Jim. I'm not hearing you, Jim. Patton, is he? uh, There he is. Got you now. Got you now. What's up? You got me? Yes, sir. All right. So I've heard some of your guests say some pretty foolish things. But, you know, I about wrecked when I heard Brian Driscoll act like, you know, Notre Dame wasn't tampering there. Come on. Everyone's tampering. Just say, hey, this is what college football is. That, that, that was ridiculous. Oh, we, we, we moved on it pretty quick. What a foolish statement. Well, now, did he mean Notre Dame in recruiting or just the media reports? He meant it. The way I took it is that that uh, Riley Leonard put his name in the portal and immediately, you know, Notre Dame got on it. Man, they were talking to him the whole time he was at Duke. And everyone knows that people tamper. So just leave it alone, you know. Don't make it like Notre Dame did everything on the up and up because every school is tampering. Oh, hey, Jim, I got one for you. If I'm Florida State, I'm already tampering on Juice Wells. Oh, yeah, right. You got that right. Everyone is. Everyone is tampering, and we got to take – you got to go after whoever. There's no There's no rules, and there's no enforcement of the rules. So just go ahead and do it. So I want to tell you that I think Florida State is a lot more banged up than what TJ said. Um I would not be surprised at all if Florida State loses this game. Um, but I got to say, win or lose this game, what an awesome season for Florida State. And um, the sky is the future. I mean, the sky is the limit. And we it, losing Jordan, we were done for the national title. So no matter what happens, and if we, you know, we win, we go to the, to the playoff or not, this has been a fantastic season. Wouldn't you say that this has been a great season for Florida State considering where we came from? I'd say they maxed out their abilities as a team. That's how good it's been. Yeah, you got that. And now, you know, you're playing with a bunch of injuries and they're all on the offensive side. I mean, usually it gets spread out a lot. You know, you got a guy dinged up on the defense. You got a guy. All our receivers are hurt, including our stars and Keon Coleman and Johnny Wilson and uh, Jaheim Bell. I mean, these guys haven't been the same. Jaheim Bell hurt was hurt the second week of the year. We I haven't know. seen you know him being him the whole time. Um, o line is a mess um, with injuries. So, whatever. I mean, we're getting the most we can get out. Now, I will say, if we win this game, no. I mean, 
we're not going to look great, but we're going to be a lot different team with some time to heal up. But, yeah, fantastic year. Um, recruiting is going incredible. Beat the Gators. Beat Clemson. Beat LSU. Beat Miami. Things are looking great. And, you know, the last thing is that everyone thinks that Florida State's going to stink next year. We're not going to stink. We're going to be very good. We're not going to be what we were this year. But, I mean, Florida State is probably a 9- or 10-win team next year. So, anyway, you all have a good one, and we'll see what happens. But if FSU wins, we're in. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, appreciate the call. Jim and Jupiter there. Yeah, they go up there and they get you. Bell, they've got other kids from South Carolina. Did they go after Juice Wells? I bet they do. I bet they are. Let's not go futuristic. I bet they are. If I'm Tennessee, you need a plug-in playmaker ready-to-go vertical receiver. I'd be all over that. I'm sure he just mentioned J.C. Texas wanted him out of James Madison. Juice Wells mentioned Auburn. I imagine he's got a whole lot coming his way right now. Omni Nashville Hotel. Good morning. Still some volume over here trying to get in from Rutherford County on 24 going westbound. As you uh, make your way up through the uh, Antioch area, just about through the earlier wreck on Ellington Parkway southbound, right before you get down to Spring Street. Saw some flashing lights a few minutes ago on a minor accident, 65 southbound near 440. That's going to be there in the Berry Hill area. Hey, don't miss it this year. Enchanted Garden of Lights at Rock City in Chattanooga. Check them out online at crockcity.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. In a single moment, everything can change. When a player's sudden cardiac event brought a national football game to a halt, it shone a spotlight on the importance of CPR readiness. Now, with youth sports in full swing, the American Heart Association is rallying parents and coaches to be ready in an emergency. To be ready, learn hands-only CPR. It's a skill anyone can learn in minutes. Visit heart.org slash hands-only CPR and become a lifesaver today. We all know that Nashville life can get hectic. In the middle of all the madness that is life, don't forget to take care of yourself. Treat yourself to Nashville's ultimate relaxation experience at Makara Spa at the Omni Nashville Hotel. With services for men and women, Makara Spa at the Omni Nashville Hotel is your one-stop shop for full-body treatment. Begin your experience in the exquisite relaxation room, then enjoy a full-body treatment or even a couple's massage before finishing in the salon. Located on the fourth floor of the Omni Nashville Hotel, Makara Spa is Nashville's highest quality self-care oasis. To book your experience or gain information on packages, call Makara Spa today at 615-761-3600. Again, 615-761-3600. Or log on to theomnihotel.com. And with every booking, you'll have free valet parking and rooftop pool access to enjoy the Music City skyline. And through Labor Day, enjoy the fourth floor spa terrace for only $20. Makara Spa at the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown. 
Seize the season at Edwin Watts Golf Shops by Worldwide Golf for holiday specials this year. Featuring the Ping G430 drivers, which combine the ultimate combination of distance and forgiveness. And from Bushnell, the new Tour V6 Series laser rangefinders provide you the most accurate distances in golf. There's always gift cards in any amount for the special golfer you're shopping for. Edwin Watts Golf Shops is home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee. Shop us in-store or online at WorldwideGolf.com. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Yeah, I lose to Alabama, I'm depressed. Boom. Well, I just didn't expect the collapse when you get excited in the first half. Yeah, yeah halftime, you were probably dancing. Oh, man. Right? Yeah, it was kind of depressing. I don't think it's because Vols fans were like, we lost in Tuscaloosa? Like, so disappointing. It's really about what happened, right? It was like two different games. The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. When it comes to the college football playoff, he's for exclusion, not inclusion. It's Bill King. Pennsylvania, the 814. What's up, Joe? How you doing, sir? Mr. King, how we doing? All good, man. Good stuff, good stuff. You have a good turkey day? Yes, lots of it. Still eating it. Oh, absolutely. Leftovers are the best. How about the Michigan Wolverines? I watched from beginning to last second. I watched Um, all of it. Yep, like I always do. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now what are the excuses? They cannot hide behind the sign stealing. Like you said, they punked them yet again. I didn't think it was going to happen. I And everybody harping on Noel's defense, Noel's defense. But yet again, they, they didn't face an offense yet that, of Michigan's caliber. And they showed it. And leading up into that game, I was fortunate enough to go to Happy Valley Saw that game, too, and everybody's dogging on the pass defense. That was also a statement, too, because up until that game, Penn State was only uh, allowing up just over 60 yards a game. Michigan ran 224 on them. And J.J. was dinged up, too, so they were kind of holding them, trying to save them. And they only needed that one pass in the second half when they got that pass interference on them. And then Blake. According to Gus Johnson, Blake the Great broke it off, and that was the end zone we were in, too. Made it all that much better. It Unbelievable was, game. Yeah, it was. I thought Ohio State absolutely held up defensively in the second half better than they had the previous two years, but that grinding Definitely. last eight-minute drive was a killer. It was. And I think that momentum switch totally sucks for Zach Zinner, too, man, going down like that. Yeah. But I think that definitely shifted them, gelled, and it showed on the next one when Blake popped it again for 22. And I think that sealed it right there. Unbelievable. I, How's um, this for the penultimate gift, Bill? Not to cut you off. So I have some connections over um, 
to the Iowa team too. Right. Um, so got some free tickets. Guess who's going to the B1G championship? Some guy from the 814. You got that right. And taking my son. Unbelievable. Cannot wait. The only thing, minor, I'll take it, suck it. We'll be behind uh, Iowa's bench uh, 10 rows up on the 42. So look for me, Bill. Only advice I have for you is bring something, caffeine or something, because Iowa's offense will put you to sleep. You'll, that you'll fall true. asleep. <laughs> you got that right. <laughs> One last thing, too, for it. Have you talked to Pete yet? I've been in and out of meetings and family life and everything. Has Pete been on this week? Pete Cordelli will be on Friday, yeah. and he will be at Commitments. I got uh, I heard from him yesterday. He's coming by next Thursday, uh, two weeks from Thursday, to Commitments. So. Awesome. awesome, awesome. See if he has any insight on this one, too. So when Donnie Brown was running Michigan's defense, too, when he was over at Boston College, there's a little overlap of an OC over there. Do you know who that OC was? At Boston College. I don't uh, Ryan Day. I don't know. Yes, sir. Mr. Blackbeard himself. <laughs> In all this high fluting, greater than thou art, no sign stealing, and then you wonder why uh, Ohio picked on us and blew us up for 48 and 52. And supposedly, from what I've read and different sources, Donnie didn't switch up his signals all that much. So when we faced him, Mr. Day knew exactly what we were doing, or pretty much all of it. Well, and isn't there a famous coach too talking about ethics and sportsmanship and everything that B1G boasts about? Who was the coach that clothesline an 814 kicker to? That clothesline? You're talking about Woody Hayes and the 78? Right. Oh, and all this sportsmanship stuff. That's right. <laughs> oh, Amen. Man. All right, Joe. So with safe. that, 3 and 0. Oh, and ever since that statement, too, Mr. Day, born on third base, drop 100. Last three games, you even cracked 100. And you better get to 40 or 24 in this next game, or else you're not even going to get 100 to the fourth, fifth game. With that, go blue, Bill. All right, safe travels. Thank you, sir. Joe in the 814. couple of years ago at Commitments brought moonshine. Pennsylvania. Born and bred moonshine. Yes, it's that that guy right there, Joe, from Erie, PA, who is, you could tell, a big Maze and Blue fan, to say the least. We tape Kevin Hagan this morning at about 11.15, somewhere in there. You'll hear that tomorrow. Alabama angle, Alabama-Georgia game coming up, monster SEC championship game. Ole Miss Evie, the angelic tones, with us on Friday. Coach Pete, we will not be at the Omni tomorrow because we're going to be there for commitments in two weeks. Coach Pete will be with us first hour by phone. And Brad Powers, hour three. All that gambling stuff, all that sinful stuff. That's hour three. Man, we packed it in there now.
Riley Leonard announced that he's in the portal. Oh no 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 no! He's uh, he's, he's going to Notre Dame. Yeah, it's 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 I, I crystal balled it. He's going. That was fast. Lush pop. AM 95.9 FM Brentwood Nashville 1079 FM Smyrna